Hello and welcome to the All Things Anxiety Podcast. My name is Jeff. I am the creator of the All Things Anxiety community and host of this podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. Just want to give a quick announcement of my class that I run. And I do this once a month. And this month it will be this Thursday, March 12th, 7 to 9 p.m. at my office in Fruit Heights, Utah. And it, the class is Parenting an Anxious Child class. And this class is great. It's basically like the anxiety 101 class that any parent who's dealing with a child with anxiety should know. Uh, this is the material that I cover in the first one to two sessions when you meet with me, with your child. And so it's a great way to get that information at a fraction of the cost of therapy. It's $35 for an individual, $50 for a couple. It's two hours long. I usually have about eight people in my class. So it's a small class. You'll have lots of opportunity to ask me questions as well. So again, if you're interested in this class, go to my website, allthingsanxiety.com, and you can get registered there and get a little more information. All right. Well, today's subject is going to be on how is an individual diagnosed with a mental illness? What's the criteria? What's the protocol? You know, what does one do to become diagnosed with something? And so we're going to talk about that today in this podcast. So I appreciate you joining me. Hang on. Hello and welcome again to the All Things Anxiety Podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. And today's subject, which I've taken from, I take many of my topics from questions I get asked in, in therapy sessions or people when they find out that I'm a counselor, they often ask you know, particular questions that I think are great to share with my podcast community. So today we're going to talk about how an individual is diagnosed with a mental illness. And I do, I get this question a lot. And as I like to often do in my podcast, because I don't want to waste your time, <laughs> and that is, I'm going to give you the answer right away. I think that's kind of against podcast or, you know, any kind of broadcasting protocol. You know, they kind of tease you and draw you along to get you to listen to the whole thing. I'm just going to give it to you right at the beginning and then expound later. And that is, it is always done by symptoms. And these symptoms are gathered by interviewing or by hand, uh, pencil and paper testing. And that's it. I have had people ask me, or I've had I actually had a client the other week say, oh, I hear you can take this test that you put this thing on your head and it'll tell you whether you're depressed or not. And I was like, nope, sorry, there's no such thing. There is no way to draw blood, you know, use a scan that will show whether a person has a type of mental illness or not. So when we look at medical diagnoses, right, whether this be physical health or mental health, they are done, first of all, with the symptoms checklist, right? Going through the protocol of going through the diagnostic statistical manual, right? So there is a manual specific that has all the mental health conditions in it and the different symptoms and points that you have to meet in order to meet criteria criteria for that diagnosis. This is the same thing for medical diagnoses. Now, again, the difference between mental health and medical is, of course, we know with medical, there can be 
tests run, right? Blood tests, scans, and so forth. But there's also medical conditions that are purely and only diagnosed through symptoms. So through an interview or through um, filling out surveys. So that, to get to the answer real quick, any mental health diagnoses, okay, is done by a clinician interviewing or having them fill out questionnaires or having other people fill out questionnaires. This is done for anxiety. This is done for depression. This is done for obsessive compulsive disorders, um, ADHD, ADD, and the list goes on. Drug and alcohol substance abuse and so forth. So who can diagnose an individual with a mental health disorder? The answer to that is somebody who is um, licensed and has the credentials for that licensure. So could a medical doctor? Yes. Um, could a licensed professional counselor, so someone who has a master's degree and who is licensed? Yes. Those counselors who diagnose tend to fall under these three different licensures. Uh, as I mentioned, the mental health counselor, and that's what I am the licensed marriage and family therapist, and then the licensed clinical social worker. They all have the training, credentials, licensures to diagnose. So you can, so sometimes people think, well, do I need to go to a doctor or a psychiatrist, right? Which is a doctor too, to be diagnosed. No, you don't. And when you're diagnosed, there isn't anything, you know, I think we, I don't know, want something to <clears throat> prove it or to document it. And that's just simply a note, right? The diagnostic, diagnostic uh, criteria being met, right on a piece of paper with a signature. If you need that for your physician, that's what you would be given. But that's it. And so I do want to clarify that there isn't any other way. And so it's important, right, that when you are diagnosed, you're diagnosed by someone who is licensed and a credible source. We shouldn't diagnose ourselves. We shouldn't get on WebMD, right, and give ourselves a diagnosis because that's pretty easy to do. And if it was that easy and accurate, then we wouldn't need doctors and clinicians. So be very weary of that. The whole point of a diagnosis, okay, is to help us know kind of what the mode of treatment is. To be honest with you, a big part of it is simply just to help insurances um, know what to code and then to be able to to bill and then have claims paid. That's a big reason for diagnoses. I've had clients say, you know, I don't really want a diagnosis. I don't want that label. And I can understand that. I get that. But it is helpful, again, to know what the proper protocols all are. You know, for example, with obsessive compulsive disorder, there are specific things that should be taught and done to work through OCD. And so to have that diagnosis basically gives individuals permission or the understanding of this is what we need to do. And so I do think it's good. I just think it's important to, yeah, to recognize, you know, you're not OCD. You're dealing with OCD. You may have OCD, but OCD, OCD doesn't have you. And let me repeat that, right? Your mental health, you may have a mental health issue, but your mental health issue doesn't have to have you. So I agree not to use it as a label or use it as a crutch or what have you. But it is important at times to get that diagnosis so you can get the proper treatment. Well, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've learned something today and appreciate it. If you would share this or leave comments, 
as well. And we'll catch you next time.